people. Or Peppy. Which one is it? Peppy. Peppy and people. We are back. Back in the saddle. In the saddle, What's boys. up, everybody? Thanks for joining us on Chasing Birdies. Chasing Birdies brought to you by Lynx Brewing. Make sure you go check them out at lynxbrewing.com. The Chasing Birdie Ale will be up on the website any day now. We got to test it a couple days ago, and uh, it was uh, dynamite. Buddy, I wanted to take my shirt off and drink it because it's going to be so good in the summer. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm we're like, looking at the lake right now, bud. Uh, down here in Cheat Lake, West Virginia, looking at the lake. I can't wait to be smashing cans over my head. There you go. Remember that? Back in the day, we took a boat out there on the uh, 4th of July. Was that? Dude, do you of- remember what I did? Yeah, bud. I do. That was crazy. That was awesome, though. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do in hey, the water. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, for the people who go to Cheat Lake, I'm sorry. I had to relieve myself. Uh, not not number one, <laughs> but number two. <laughs> we didn't have time to get back to the shores. and uh, No. And, that, and at that point in time, dude, we were like, we had like that pontoon boat. It went like eight mile an hour. On a pontoon. Boom. So, again, the beer's dynamite, and we can't wait to bring it to your taste buds. Stay tuned. It will be at a few different golf clubs and a couple different beer distributors around around the area. Yep. And hopefully we start getting it out to some of your hands and, and letting you drink some. Yeah. So today's guest, Mr. Stephen Malbin, Malbin Golf, very progressive individual in terms of his thinking, how he created his business, Malbin Apparel. Really cool stuff, man. Now he's got some NFTs dropping. So what, what is an NFT? It's like basically this, you know, non-fungible web of a token. So essentially it's like you own this piece of art. It's digital. Mm-hmm. And I also know that they sell for like millions of dollars, which is ridiculous. That's wild. I mean, the, this one NFT was like this Captain Ape and it was like $8 million for this thing. And it's just a digital, it's like a JPEG, dude. Literally. Like start making a JPEG and selling that shit. Anywho, Malbin has started doing some NFTs, but he's a really cool individual. This interview, though, was interviewed while he was playing golf in Virginia. So he was on a course. He took a couple pauses to hit his ball, chase his ball, make his birdie putt, you know, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, we still got it done with the guy. And It uh, was hilarious. Yeah. I wish... This is where I wish that we had a camera on him because whenever he would put the phone down, we could hear him. In, and he makes great contact, man. I mean, I tell you what. So it sounded it sounded flush every shot. I don't know where the fuck it went, but uh, it went. It went. So let's roll you over to Stephen Malbin. Yep, coming to your ears. Here we go. As you all know by now, Chasing Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Born. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Born makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasingbirdies.com to get some custom chasing birdie gear from Holderness and Born. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's chasingbirdies.com and Holderness and Born at hbgolf.com. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of Chase and Birdies. Jonathan Pepe and myself, Ryan Bashauer, here with our next guest, Mr. Stephen Malbin. How you doing, Stephen? 
Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Man, thank you for joining us. You got a lot of good stuff going on right now, and apparently you're chasing birdies as we speak. Yeah, started double-double, so we're about to make a uh, big swing. There you go. Hey, you start from the pot and work your way up, right? That's right. You can't get any worse. Yeah. Where did, where did <laughs> the love of golf begin for you? I mean, I kind of go through your social media, see everything, and, and I mean, you are a golf fiend. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I started when I where I got a job. I went from playing tennis to uh, working at a golf um, driving range and like cleaning the cart barn, the carts. And when I was around twelve years old, so mm. I kind of figured out how to hit the ball with spin the same way I did in tennis when I was little, and just got obsessed. That was the first time of a full out addiction. Mm-hmm. Well, your swing looks. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's very smooth, free-flowing. Anybody that wants to check it out, go check them out at Melbourne Golf. It looks good. So for you, what, what is the escape for golf for you? I mean, again, you, we'll get into your business world, but the game of golf, what has it done for you, your family? I know your little son Remington's very involved uh, in the game, and he loves it. And Golf is escapism to some degree, where it's like escaping reality and being able to you know, I just drove up from Virginia Beach to Richmond to play Kinloch, and um, there was massive traffic for the, the military base, right? And it was just bumper to bumper of people having to be at work at, you know, 9 o'clock, and then mm-hmm. flip it here to, like, breakfast-ready caddies, walking around, you know, drinks and coolers every four holes, walking through a botanical garden. It's, it's an insane uh, other option, you know, but being around golf and my family, Obviously enjoys it. Yeah, it's interesting because I believe you and Erica started your your clothing company in 2017. Is that correct? Yeah, give or take. We started probably the uh, kind of Instagram and using Instagram as kind of a, a mood board, if you will, prior. But that was when we, I guess, formed it into a company. So where does the inspiration of, of Melbourne Golf come from? Because it is not your buttoned up, you know. Typical. Typical clothing it's it's fun it's trendy uh, trendy yes so where did that inspiration come from is it a little bit of your personality tied into it uh, i guess it's just growing up uh, i played golf when i was really little i i eventually stopped golfing because no one else in my friend group were golfing by the time i was 16 i pretty much i gave up on it and then and being an artist and being raised i was raised on a hog farm so it's a huge hog farm on the east coast in virginia beach and you know, painting and doing sculptures and such since I was little, it led me into a job of marketing and communications and advertising and creative communication. So all of that was the first kind of, um, I got hired as an art director when I was probably 20. I'm 45 now. So 15 years, I had a career of being a marketing and advertising guy and Madison Avenue, New York, back and forth, Toyota is a client and an account and worked with people like Nike, launched a car company called Tyon for, for Toyota. So I learned a ton. And not only did I learn a ton, I got to, started a, an art school. I started a, a publication called Franklin 51. So it's a kind of a cult following publishing, global publishing brand where we were pre-internet and pre-flogs and such. So it was, a, it was a physical magazine. And that working with thousands of artists with the publication and for corporate clients and partners, it, you know, really grew a Rolodex. So now that I put my creative energy into doing it golf, it's kind of um, a flash of all of the different touch points of the 
mm-hmm. kind of lifestyles I've, I've lived or still live till today from art and graffiti and skateboarding and fashion and different things than golf. So when I were mixing that with like quarter zips and polos, obviously it's going to be different than the other guy that's doing mm-hmm. quarter right. zips and polos because of the different background that not only me, but my, uh, my wife has as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good dynamic. Well, and the cool thing too is that it's not just Melbourne Golf. It's he's he's partnering up with Nike Golf. I know Bettinardi's a good friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. Um, but you're tying yourself together with some big, big companies. How hard was it to get to that point with somebody like, for instance, Nike? I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. See, Nike was already a client and an account that I had been working on for years. Even more like. Uh, graffiti and streetwear and art and fashion so uh, it was a natural evolution for me to start consulting and doing work with nike gaw mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of that work you've seen over the last couple of years kind of continuing to happen but it started off as that and because we have a, a creative agency and we had a, a social media you know following in this new golf world if you will i think it it entices them to do something that's different because obviously those big guys have to spend a lot, a lot of their time doing creative that made for big chains like Dick's or, or Golf Galaxy and such. So it's hard to get the big chains to do a big, massive quantities and, you know, really take a risk on something where with us, I think that it's a better, uh, different option of being able to do something that's tasteful and um, mm. loose the envelope but isn't made for the big chains. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to hit a seven iron. Hold on one second. All right. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear how it goes. Let's hear, hear this. So we're with Stephen Malvin right now. He's playing golf at Kenlock. Seven iron out of rough. And he just peered it. All right. That sounded good, though. It sounded yeah, good and quick. You're, you I'm sound back. like my type of golfer. Uh, quick. Practice wiggle and a good swing. That's about it. So do you li- stay much on the West Coast or are you over here on the East Coast? I'm back and forth. I grew up in Virginia Beach, and yeah. um, when the pandemic started, we came here to kind of relieve the pressure a bit from Los Angeles, and since then, we've relocated up in Carmel by the sea, Pebble Beach area. Mm-hmm. So um, my kids went really good schools here on the East Coast last year and, and this year, but they're both transferring to Pebble Beach schools in January. Oh. So we're kind of back and forth between L.A., Pebble, and Virginia, but for only only Virginia for another month or so. So you obviously have a pretty creative side to yourself. I mean, you look at pictures of you, you you're always decked out in some interesting swag, and the concepts on your designs are kind of forward-thinking and really just unique. And what draws that inspiration, Stephen? I mean, is there a certain place in a room you like to be in by yourself when you're thinking of future ideas or – or where do you lean on in order to get some of your inspirations? I think apparel-wise, it's like inspired by where I am. So we're doing, you know, we just did a, 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 a capsule that was focused on, like, Southern California and kind of pine trees and Tory pine and strides, and that comes from playing there and being there. And mm-hmm. Since I've been on the East Coast, I've done multiple collections for ourselves that are focused more on, like, you know, Virginia Beach, I'm a member of a club, Cavalier Golf and Yacht Club, so we did a yacht-focused collection, and we did a sport fishing collection, and we're working with some Pinehurst, you know, Southern Pine Beach, another hundred. Yep. Uh-oh, you got another shot coming up. Now, this is the part five. I got out of the 
seven iron got me back in play. I'm gonna. Uh, I got a ninety yards over a little creek. One moment. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. We we should have this video right now. Yeah. We need to get Stephen taking the video <laughs> of what he's doing, people, because right. he's golfing right now. This is oh, great. Oh, sound good. Hi. We're looking good. It might be a little short. Cross front. <laughs> Coming back. Well, that was the spin from the tennis shot there, huh? Mm-hmm. That was a high. What, what, what's in the bag right now? I mean, what wedges are you playing? Uh, TaylorMade. All right, yeah. TaylorMade yeah, wedges for, for now, and the TaylorMade irons and woods, and I use a Bettinardi cutter. Uh, yeah. There we go. Those boys at Bettinardi, man, they know what the hell they're talking about, huh? Yeah, they're good. We have another project we're doing with them that's coming out. I hope I'm allowed to stay in around Riviera, around the oh, yeah. LA, L.A. stop on the cool. tour. Yeah. Riviera is a great spot. I had a chance to play there last year. It's such a – it reminds you, like, you tee off on one at Riviera, you just kind of get this vibe of, like, this old-school Muni feel because of the cart barn on the left. It's cool. Isn't it that, like, shitty walkway down? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. It's just like – but it's Riviera. But it's Riviera. <laughs> and I think that's what happens when you have one person own a country club. You know, it's uh, most country clubs, the members own it. So if they all vote to, like, fix the shitty cart path, mm-hmm. then they do it. But at Riviera, he just says, I don't, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Right? As soon as no one else says anything, they just say, okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. It, it's fine. And that's the thing. I mean, back to back to your clothing. That's the thing that's it's so cool that it's not making people tucked in shirts. It's the new lifestyle of a golfer, right? You want to be able to wear it on the golf course, transition to dinner with your wife or your girlfriend, uh, or a night on in town. And I think that that Melbourne golf kind of gives you that. Yeah, I think it's just basically when I started, and it was kind of one of the inspirations when I got started doing it. Was that the the golf silhouette was so like tour like european tour fitness you know dry fit everything and almost aerobic apparel if you will also i was playing a lot of golf and i would go to play before work and then i'd go into the office and people would be like oh how how do you how'd you play like i want people to know i golf without having to wear like titleist golf hat hat yeah. and, uh, and white belt you know exactly like we you wanted it like starbucks someone to say like hey you've I see you play golf, and it's like, yeah, where, are you a member anywhere? And, you know, you meet a friend all of a sudden, right, through golf. But, again, it's like prior to when we started making stuff, there was, weren't many options other than the, like, you know, Callaways or mm-hmm. big golf brand to wear a hat to show people that you golf. Yeah, no, that's 100% accurate because I know when I wear clothes to go golfing, now sometimes I do wear my shirt untucked and hat backwards, but most times people are like, oh, you're golfing today. And it's like, well, how'd you know? Because you got golf clothes on. All yeah, right. you're in a uniform. You're in a yeah. uniform. I know, and I hate that. I hate that. So I, I really respect what you're doing. And jumping onto that track real quickly, you know, in this ever-changing world with technology and social media, you have to stay on par, so to speak, with your product launches and how to stay innovative. What challenges has this new world with technology and Instagram created for you that, you know, makes you stay on point? on your game uh, in terms of future launchings and new innovative ideas because it's changing every day. I mean, and with social yeah. media, it's at everyone's fingertips. Yeah, it's like a, a blessing and a curse. I think the blessing side is is that, you know, it forces you to have to keep up with the creative output, right? It's like if you post whoever you are, if you put up 
three posts a day, all of a sudden your fans, followers, et cetera, start to say like, well, where's those three posts a day? So if you take mm. three days off and you go relax and do something else, it's like, well, he fell off, you know? Yeah. So it's that, that pressure, I think it builds, which is pressure creates diamonds, but it's also aggravating like mentally because it's, it's a constant like compare and contrast and, you know, there's a lot going on, right? When you scroll through your Instagram of like, what do you need to do or what could you do or what should you do? And all of that stuff generates more and more, you know, work. basically work. Yeah. And that, that work then turns to turning on more people to golf or, you know, having someone wear a, a hat to a country club and people saying, you know, I like that brand. And then that person feels cool or young or, or something. So it, it keeps that happening. And then, um, you know, it's like coming from like doing like graffiti, you know, you, you could go and climb on the side of a bridge and you could write your name. It's like the coolest font ever and not get arrested and not die and, and, and pull it off and, you know, come up the next day and get a photo of it and run into your creative circle and have, uh, you know, five, 10 people say like, Hey, I saw what you did. It was so amazing. And then you feel good. But then the next day you feel like, well, it's, I have to go do another billboard tonight or another bridge or so you're almost competing with yourself to do something better than your last, yep. you know, your last cut. Yeah. And that's the work people. I mean, that's what we're talking. Chasing birdies, not only on the course, but in life, you're going to have to come over, overcome some hurdles and mm -hmm. you, my friend have, uh, have done that quite well. So hats off to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. It's just, that's just, same shit. Like one day the putting's good, the next day the wedges are good. It's hard uh, to get everything to line up, but it does. It, it does for every blue moon. You know, it feels like it's actually easy. But then, uh, as you know, like when you feel too comfortable, there's danger looming around the corner. So well, that's what continues to push it, you. Know? That's what continues to push you and chase birdies again. Like Ryan said, chasing them in life. I mean, you're chasing birdies at Melbourne Golf every day and on the golf course. You need your team to, to keep striving to be better. And, uh, I mean, for, for you, you know, you took a big risk in your life, you know, leaving your day-to-day -day job to start your own business. What would you say to a 22-year-old kid that just got out of college and, and wants to start his own business? What's your words of advice? I would imagine if you want to do, you have to really, really love what you do and you have to be like, absolutely in love with your idea and concept because it's like when you you know you have a friend who falls in love and every one of his friends says this girl isn't good for you or this guy isn't good for you but they keep dating that person all the way down to like your parents and your your grandmother's like that's not a good person for you and you're basically like you know fuck off grandma because i'm in love <laughs> that's that's basically the level that you have to be with blindly in love with your concept and your idea yep. because every single person you talk to is going to say like, that's not going to work. And they're going to say, that's too hard. And they're going to say, you know, a, a hundred, what should I hear? Oh, I pardoned the last hole you guys. My man. I, it, uh, I, I hit the wedge short, spun it back off the green and chipped it up about two foot and kept talking. Oh, now I'm going to hit a four iron. I'm going to do it as close to the phone as I can. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Steve Malvin, four iron. Coming at you from Kinlock Golf Club in Virginia. Which, by the way, Pep. Supposed to be perfect. Supposed to be an awesome club. Mark Leishman said that if Augusta didn't exist, they would do the match this year. Really? Wow. Stay to the right, guys. Right, right. Here it goes, little wiggle. 
Ooh. Yeah, a little thin four iron still skipping down the middle. We're good. All right. Hey, it's in play. That's all. Now you go find it and yeah. get it again, right? Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, but the business thing you have to honestly do, it's just going to be like nightmare after nightmare. And, you know, good morning and good good, good news in the, in the morning and great news at lunch and horrible news at night. And it just keeps going every day. Yeah. Seven days a week. And it's a massive one thinking where, you know, it's not everyone can't do it. It's kind of like golf. Like, not everybody's going to be able to just, you know, break 70. Right. It takes a certain type of person who can grind that hard and have that focus and not get discouraged when you hit it, you know, and you start double-double. Well, that's that's exactly right. Your round today is a prime example. You started double-double. You want to give up and just go in, or you want to keep trying hard and, and see the best score that you can make out of that horrific start, right? And it was also like me pushing, pressing the first two holes. Like, okay, I'm going to start off birdie, birdie. I tried too hard. And yeah. then um, I double bogey both both holes. Uh, the first hole, I hit a perfect drive, hit it in the bunker, and didn't get up and down, and then didn't too far, I guess. The next hole, I pulled the drive out of bounds. And then I got on the phone with you guys, and I basically just almost chipped in for birdie. See? Oh, we're good luck. We're, we're, yeah, we're good back. luck. We're back. And I stopped trying so fucking hard and just, Hit a few shots and kept going. So you you were up in Detroit with the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Mm-hmm. What was playing with? Did you play with Cameron Champ? I didn't play with Cameron, but I played with him in the past, and we've done projects with his. He has a foundation where we we went out to Compton Part Three in L.A. The Compton Golf Course Part Three and gave lessons to some local kids and and did it with, with Cameron and Tony. But I've been friends with Cameron and Tony for a long time and. We did like Beats by Dre commercials with Marvin Beats by Dre with Ken and with our, oh, with wow. our star. That's sick, man. So I got to film with him a couple times and hang out with him plenty. And uh, I played with Harry Higgs, though, and Rory saw the team nine with Harry and nine with Rory. Higgy Bear, he's, he's, a, he's a big boy, huh? He's a stud. He's great. Man, he is he a got stud. Me hit, he got me hit and like take two clubs extra until you're horrified and then just dead on. Like, like, if you're supposed to hit a six, take a four iron and just chirp it, basically. Mm-hmm. How far? We got another shot coming up, folks. Yeah, 153. He's got 153. 134. There we go. Okay. And we can't see this. I wish we could see this. But we are visualizing it right now in our heads. He's going to bring it in a little right to left. I hope you guys out there are visualizing this shit. Ooh. Ooh. Sounded flushy. That should be a couple foot from the old lighted peas zapper. That sounded yep. f- flushy there, Steven. Let's go. We got a birdie putt. It all came around. We're about there to go. Let's go. Four. I'll oh, tell you what, Steve. Four over to three over. We're, we're not watching your shots right now, but they sound pretty damn flush. Mm-hmm. The last two were. So let's, let's talk about, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about your family, but your, your son, Remy, seems to be very talented at the game of golf at a young age. Did he qualify for the drive chip and putt? He didn't make it to Augusta. He moved on twice, but yeah, I saw. We I, did the we did the Carolina, you know, the Carolinas, which there's a lot of kids from South Carolina and North Carolina who end up uh, at Augusta each year. So it was really good competition. The one day he did, he he got knocked off. He he was a few points from moving on, and he literally was like fifty percent of his skill. Like mm-hmm. he just. He did horrible, and he still almost made it. So that was kind of yeah, that's a that's, good yeah plus. Yeah, it was really good that it's like damn, I didn't even, 
I did horrible and I still almost made it. So yeah, he's very talented. He's just the kid that wants to be with his dad a lot and wants to go around and likes music and art and fashion and skateboarding and golf. And he spends a lot of time around me and my friends since he was little. And I think my friends are, you know, like him playing golf with like Andre Gabella, like that's yeah. when he loves Steph Curry. It's like golf couldn't be cooler than golf's the coolest thing in the world to him. You know, he has that's special so cool. blade irons and wedges from TaylorMade and shafts from Fuji. And, you know, he's just constantly around it on such a high level where like I'm playing in pro-ams and he walks with us. In the that's road. so cool as a kid. You I know, mean. all of that stuff. And he did a, I did a gig for the, Scratch TV where I did Malden on the range and I interviewed pro players while they were hitting balls and I had to do four of them. And by the third one, I was like, guys, these dudes are like practicing and they don't want me to, you know, hey, what are you hitting, a seven iron? It's like, can I bring my my eight-year-old and, you know, let him ask because him asking Tiger Woods, what are you hitting? Tiger's going to be human and be like, oh, I'm hitting a seven iron, buddy. If I ask him, dude, get out of here. Yeah, Yeah, like Like, beat it, bud. Yeah, just beat it, dude. Like, what do you care what I'm hitting? How do you get out here? Right. You know, Remy knows tons of those pro golfers, too, and they're caddies. And, like, he's been almost brainwashed to thinking that he's the best, the greatest golfer in the world. He just hasn't, you know, come to it yet. Hey, why not? Why not think it, right? Why not him? Yeah. I I tell him every night, like, who's the greatest golfer in the world? I am. All right, great. At some point, maybe I'll believe it, too. And then... (laughs) You know, Claude Harmon can do his job, then we can get green jackets, I guess. That's sick. To you, what's the biggest misconception in the game of golf? You're around it in such a cool level. I mean, you literally, you make people feel good. That's the thing about clothing. Like, when I put on a shirt, dude, I, I just... Oh man, I look like I look like a badass. And Bash probably makes fun of me. That's fine, but yeah. I feel good, and that's all that matters. What's the biggest misconception to you for golf? I mean, there's a lot. It's like people are either like, it's too hard, or I'm not welcome here, yeah. or you know. And a lot of that is stuff is true. So it's like it is very difficult to get good at golf, right? And it takes a massive amount of time, and it takes people to you know, people to help you and, and mm-hmm. kind of help you find the way on such a hard thing. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, that is true. And there are clubs that are for men only, right? So obviously kids and women aren't welcome at that club. You know, that's, that's part of it. And, you know, you have to take your hat off and you have to go into a clubhouse where, you know, you, you can't use your phones. And there's so many, like, mm-hmm. rules and such. So there's the people aren't that far off. I guess the misconception is that it's boring, like, it's hard for me to find a place to have more fun at than on a big, beautiful golf course. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just once you're out there and like, I guess the other is maybe that people care what you shoot where like, I don't think anyone cares what the other guy or girl shoots. I think they just, they care if you're slow or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like when I finish with people and they go, Hey man, I'm so sorry. I played so bad. It's like, well, I didn't notice. I'm yeah. so focused with my own bullshit that how would I even worry about what you play? How, yeah. like, I don't care. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. You know, now it, 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 so it's like, if you go fast and you have fun, that 90% of what you're doing it for, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean fast, like speedy, but like, you know, you got to kind of keep moving with the people you're with. Yep. That's a hundred percent true. Outside of golf, Steven, what other hobbies you really like? and passionate about other than clothing and golf. I mean, you, do you surf? 
I do a little bit. I, I enjoy wildlife. I enjoy painting and doing art and, and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a little fishing and hunting type of thing. I could pheasant hunting and traditional sportsman things. Traveling, you know. Traveling is so good, man. You little see tennis, little tennis still. Uh-huh. No, that's great yeah. to hear because I, I think in this world we live in, I know speaking on my behalf, and I know you probably have 10,000 more things to do than me on a daily basis, but I get covered up, man. And when I get that time to sit back, have no distractions, I'll, obviously I love golfing. That's a really good escape for me. But I like to sit back and, and write or just read and not have any interruptions because you need that balance in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I sauna a ton. I go to the sauna a lot. I got a sauna at my house, so I do, like, meditations in the sauna. Yes. Just trying to enjoy my life, you know, basically, whether I am whether I have too much stuff to do on my plate or not enough, it's trying to kind of stay the same. Well, for me, it's uh, smoking cigars. I mean, I literally, mm -hmm. I cannot wait until, you know, 8.30 at night and, and light up a cigar and just sit there for an hour and a half and just, I mean, whether it's just not doing anything or searching the internet, whatever it is, I am so relaxed just smoking a cigar. Yeah, Instagram takes a lot of my time as well. Well, we'd love to have you up to West Virginia and here at our, our resort in Farmington, PA, Nemecol. We've got two championship golf courses here, Mystic Rock and Shepherd's Rock. Yeah, and, you have to bring uh, Remington up, and, and we'll peg it up to us two versus you two. And okay, he's going way up on the tees. We'll take y'all. Yeah, we'll Put take him on the front. Perfect. And we'll get down to Pikewood National in Morgantown. I think you would really love that course. Well, down when you guys are, and thank you for having me, and thank you to the viewers for listening to all that. Yeah, we, we got our last segment of the show, Stephen. It's called the tap-in segment, and I'm going to let Jonathan take it over from here. This is the tap-in segment on Chase and Birdies, sponsored by Betnardi Golf. I'm Sam Batnardi, and we are the premier short game equipment manufacturer of 100% precision milled putters right here in the United States of America. We make all of our product in our very own manufacturing facility with the highest quality control standards in the game of golf. Proud winners of the 2021 Golf Digest Hot List Gold for each of our series, the Studio Stock, Queen Bee, and Innovate line of putters. And Batnardi Golf's third generation wedges continue to be the buzz and best kept secret in golf with a recent TrackMan study showing 10% lower launch and 15% higher spin than the leading competitor of golf wedges. With 85 worldwide tour wins and counting, our putters are trusted by Hall of Famers and the world's best players winning on Sunday across the PGA Tour and all worldwide tours, including players such as Matt Kuchar, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Fred Couples, and Jason Kokrak, to name a few. Visit Betnardi.com to discover unrivaled short game equipment, including our HLX 3.0 wedges. All right. Lowest round and where? 67 Cavalier Golf and Yacht Club. There you go. Love it. Love it. All right. Biggest success for Malvin Golf? Like staying in business. <laughs> Making it through the first year. Yeah, the two pandemic. Years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your dream foursome? Dream foursome would probably be Remington, Willie Nelson, um, Trojan Goddess, and uh, and Harry Higgs. All right, there you go. All right, last <laughs> question. <laughs> last, last question, and we'll let you get back to uh, your round at Kinlock. Dream collaboration for Melbourne Golf. Rolex. Ooh, ooh, that would green be green faces. Green faces. 
That would be sick. That would be sick. So be on yeah, the lookout, everyone. Movie. Rolex and, and yeah, Malvin exactly. Golf. Uh, we just put it out there. We can do AT if Rolex is hesitant. <laughs> and, and what I'm going to do, too, is I'm going to shoot you a text of our, our logo. I mean, I think it's pretty catchy. It might not be a bad idea to get you to touch it up a little bit with some Malvin Golf on there. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, Stephen, thank you so much for your time. We can't thank you enough. And go chase those birdies today. I'm about to make a couple right now. All right, go do it, brother. Be good. Thanks, Steve. We'll see you, man. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. There was Stephen Malvin, Mr. Malvin. It was awesome, man. You got a great business. You got a great mindset. Make sure you go check him out at Malvin Golf on Instagram. It's really cool. You can kind of see the the gear that he creates. I know I got a couple buddies. You know, Vin, Vinny Trocheck loves Malvin Golf. He's got the hoodies and the sweatshirts and the hats and all that bullshit. He's got some cool stuff over there, and it's really cool to see that he's tied in with Nike and oh yeah, all these big brands want to have him like. Yeah, I guess you can say subcontract with him or whatever it's called. I mean, some of his stuff is on MrPorter.com. If you've ever been on MrPorter.com, really cool site, very high-end stuff. However, it's really cool. And I saw today, got an email that uh, Malvin and Mr. Porter just did some stuff. So, yeah, kudos to you, Mr. Malvin. Awesome stuff. Hopefully, we can link up and play some golf. And, uh, hey, bud, I just took note here that you got some kid chirping you on the Chase and Birdie's uh, Instagram. This is great. He, this kid's rattling me right now. He's chirping you on a photo of me from December 14, 2021. He, he thinks that we put a head cover on a super hybrid. But he's hey, trolling right now. All right, it's all bud, good. You, you come on, and then you can explain yourself. Bud. We might have to get this guest on here just to hear it. But I do have four hybrids in the back, so no shame there. any rate, with respect to hybrids, Colton Oast and myself probably could use a hybrid every now and then. And, and he is the host of Golf Subpar, famous podcast right now. It's probably the second biggest golf podcast in the world, mm-hmm. next to Barstool Sports, with us a close third behind them. <laughs> uh, but good friend of the show, tells some cool stories on there, some funny stories. And again, he played in the PGA Tour for a lot of years. He won the U.S. Amateur. He won the Walker Cup, the U.S. Public Link Exam, all in the same summer. I mean, I mean you were still building Legos in 2007. I wasn't building Legos, but I was playing guitar. And Shut golf. it down. Um, <laughs> so next episode is going to be Colt Nost, golf subpar host, and now CBS Golf on course yeah, host on Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, my man Colt, man, chasing birdies in life. Kudos. He is. He is great guy. Hilarious. And you ever want to kick back a few drinks with somebody? He'll He's drink it. you under the table. That's for sure. So we, we can't wait to bring you all that next episode here on Chasing Birdies. Make sure you go to chasingbirdies.co. Check out the merch. We got some new hats in production right now from Puka. And like us at at Chasen underscore birdies on Instagram. Again, thank you to Nemecolon for sticking with us. We've got some cool shit going on with them uh-huh. up at Nemecolon, Farmington, Pennsylvania. So thank you to them. Yeah. And let's uh, let's have a good week, guys. All right. Tee it high and let it fly. Hey, thanks, y'all, for listening. And thank you to Simpler Media for putting this thing together. And Rachel, London, for all your help here. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. <laughs>